Hello and welcome along to the final whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, it was a disappointing result at Goodison Park this afternoon. And myself, Steve, are joined by Joe Prince-Wright and Dean Hammond once again to talk about all of the major talking points from that match. Um, Joe, we'll come to you first. It's not the way we wanted to kick off this season. What were your initial thoughts on that performance? Kenzie, I think it was a display which just highlighted the defensive problems um, that have been around for a long time. Uh, I think in midfield and at times going forward, the high press was there. Obviously, we saw that for Armstrong's goal. That worked really well in the first half. Uh, and yeah, Dean and I were chatting before. Once you get towards the latter stage of the game and it's, it's still 1-1, that's just when you need that extra nous and defensive solidity to see out the game and take a point on the road at Goodison Park. That's never a bad result for Saints. But I, I just think, again, it just summed up that there are new players defensively back there. And I still don't think there's a confidence about Southampton when they're defending. And we saw some of that kind of hangover from the end of last season where there were some really poor defensive displays at the end of the campaign. And uh, yeah, it, it was a very disappointing second half after a first half that was solid. Uh, and then Southampton got themselves into a really good position but I think being really kind of slack and a bit lazy at the start of the second half, that set the tone for the rest of the performance. So, yeah, not a good uh, display and not a good result. No, definitely not. Dean, is it particularly disappointing given that we obviously were 1-0 up and then to lose 3-1? Yeah, I think so, Kenzie. I think like Joe's just mentioned there, yeah, I think first half was a very, very good away performance, um, especially for the first game of the season nullified the threat from from Everton, really limited them to very few chances, a few crosses, flashes across the box. Um, and then an excellent goal from Adam Armstrong. And the team looked very, very solid, looked organised and the press was working well. I think it was more of an organised press, a little bit of a deeper press um, and, and pressing as a team that worked very, very well. It was just a little bit of naivety at the beginning of the second half, just a, a really slow start and invited the pressure from Everton. I'm sure in the dressing room at halftime, the manager and the players would have been saying to each other, you know, the first five, 10 minutes, don't let the crowd go up. Don't give um, Everton any um, advantage, any ascendancy to, to build up some pressure. And they did. There was three or four corners um, and the goal came from a, just a little bit, I think, a lack of communication between between um, McCarthy and the unawareness of Salasu. So an individual error. And then to get to 75 minutes at 1-1, thinking, OK, this could be a good point on the road at Everton. Uh, the game was pretty even at that point. To then concede two goals late on, would I think, would be the frustration and disappointment and, and maybe not creating too much second half. A few um, set pieces and a few good moments um, in, in, in the attacking third, but no real clear-cut chances. So I think, yeah, what you're saying, frustration and disappointment, really, from being in a good position again, similar to, to, uh, to last season. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. A very good afternoon from Goodison Park. Now on the right-hand side to Calvert-Lewin, looks to cross it into the box. Salasu half-blocked. Alan will shoot, and McCarthy makes his first save as the Brazilian scuffs the shot slightly straight at him. Decore tidies up the ball as it comes down just inside his own half. Gives it to Michael Keane, caught in possession by Shea Adams, and here's Adam Armstrong in the box, one-on-one, -on -one, and he scores on his debut for Southampton! Adam Armstrong gives Saints the lead, beautiful curled finish into the top corner as England goalkeeper bore down on him. 
looking for Armstrong and that clearance from Coleman he's made a mess of it and Armstrong from the narrow angle has a go brilliant and that. it's the corner he's volleyed that at the near post and Pickford couldn't hold it he's had to put it behind and Che Adams attacks it but it's headed back in by Townsend and nobody moves and Richarlison scores again Southampton again McCarthy's looking at his defenders but Everton have got back into it within two minutes of the restart. Evans lobbed towards Iwobi, back towards Decore. Can't get the ball back from under his feet, and then he scores a brilliant goal. Oh, he couldn't control it. He turned away from goal. And then Decore, as he turned away, spun back round, right-footed. As Richarlison crosses it, and it's gone in off the post. And now it possibly is game over. Dominic Calvert-Lewin stooping at the near post. Another opening day defeat. Well, one positive from the game, Joe, was Adam Armstrong grabbing a goal on his debut. Great work from Shea, putting him through, and then a very composed finish. Can you talk us through that one? Yeah, it was perfect. What we talked about before, the partnership between Shea Adams and Adam Armstrong that we hoped it would be. It worked really well. They kind of hunted as a pair there. Shea obviously won the ball back off Michael Keane, who kind of dallied on it and nipped it just past Mason Holgate. And Armstrong, I mean, talk about uh, no no nerves whatsoever on your Southampton uh, debut. Curled it straight into the top corner, one-on-one with Pickford. And he does look like the striker that Saints need to replace Danny Ings because if they are going to create a lot of chances, he's going to put them away, it looks like. He does not look afraid to be one-on-one and in high-pressure situations. So it was a wonderful finish, great start him from a goal scoring perspective but as Dean mentioned there in the second half I would have loved to have seen Saints create more openings there was a few times when uh, Musa Gineppo got in on the byline and tried to cut the ball back and just couldn't quite feed it into Armstrong or Adams and I feel like they were starved a little bit for service uh, today throughout the game but they pounced on that mistake great uh, finish from Armstrong and hopefully that's the first of many in a Saints shirt for him. Yeah, we certainly hope so. And Dean, just how big a confidence boost will that be for Adam to get off the mark so early on in his Saints career? Huge. It's absolutely massive. He would have been dreaming of that last night, you know, as as a new player coming in on on his debut. Just give me the opportunity, give me the chance and and being through one-on-one, just he showed real composure because he would have had a lot of time to think about that. Um, It was a great finish right in the top corner. Potentially hit it too well, um, but it's a great finish. But a new player coming into a team, especially a goal scorer, replacing a player like Danny Ings, you know, it's really important that, you know, individually you want to prove yourself to the group as a player. You want to prove that you're worthy of a, a start, that you're, you're, you're good value for that. Um, so there would have been some nerves, but I thought he performed very well, especially first half. And I was really pleased with his, his effort and his willingness and his, his work rate as well to, to run in behind. He showed incredible pace uh, in moments and, you know, the volley as well, uh, half volley in the first half where he really tested Pickford. So he looks like a composed, natural finisher, which is what you want. And I think if he gets chances and he gets himself in front of goals, he will score goals. So it's a brilliant start for him. And I'm sure he'd be really, really pleased. Obviously disappointed that Southampton will not come away with any points today. But on an individual point, it's a great finish. It really is. Everton did grab their equaliser through Richarlison early in the second half, Joe. It, it seemed a bit avoidable. Do you agree? Yeah, it was never really cleared. You know, the cross came in and it was half cleared and then Saints didn't really get out quick enough. And then, uh, as, as you asked me before the game about the centre-back partnerships, um, that's just one of the question marks I have about Mohamed Salah, who I just think sometimes we've seen him just switch off at key moments or maybe just not read the danger around him. And Dean brought it up there. It was 
a mixture, maybe not all of his fault, maybe 75% and 25% Alex McCarthy could have maybe helped him out uh, with communicating or maybe coming off his line and uh, commanding his box a bit more. It was one of those weird spots where the ball just dropped in a really awkward position behind the centre-back and in front of the goalkeeper and no one really took control of the situation. And first game of the season, when Salasu kind of been given that starting spot as a centre-back, you'd really want him there to be dominant, which he usually is, to clear the danger. So it was very avoidable, Steve. And again, it just set the tone for a bit of a sloppy second half. And it's hard to come back from that, you know, when the fans are going wild at Goodison, their team has scored uh, after a pretty poor first half for them. Uh, and all of a sudden the momentum changes in the game. And uh, it's those small details, those small little things that make a big difference. And the Saints really have to clean that up if they're going to be successful this season. Yeah, Dean Everton had a lot of possession for a while, but Southampton did work their way back into the game. Is it fair to say that their second goal from Decore came against the run of play? Um, I wouldn't say it came against the run of play. I think Southampton responded and reacted very, very well from a, a really dominant um, first 20 minutes of the second half from Everton, getting the equaliser, as you mentioned, lots of possession. We're in the incendiary, we're attacking. Um, we were creating half chances, had a lot of the ball. And then Southampton kind of calmed that period down, gained some possession themselves, had a few set pieces from James Ward-Prowse. We're getting in the final third. Gineppo was having a little bit of joy against Coleman. So they worked themselves back into the game really, really well. And again, that's from an away team, that's what you want. You kind of kill the game, calm the game down. And then to concede the goal, I think it's a very, very good finish. It really, really is. Um, is there a few minor errors or a little bit of detail where the, someone could have stayed with the runner? Could the defence been a little bit more narrow and pushed him wide and not allowed him to turn back onto his right foot to get the shot away? Potentially, but they're the small details that can happen at the highest level with, with good players like Everton have. So again, like we mentioned, I think that will be the disappointment because at that stage of the game, Southampton were back in the game at 1-1 thinking, you know, a 1-1 draw is a really, really good result. To concede a goal like that, again, is the frustration. But I will say it's it's a great finish, you know, right in the top corner and not a lot that Alex McCarthy could have done about it. The stats, Joe, will say three goals to Everton in the second half. But does that really tell the whole story of that period of the game? Not really. I think it's a little bit harsh. Uh, maybe Everton just deserved to, to edge it because they just looked a bit more threatening in the final third. They were putting some good crosses, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison. Talking about two really top goal scorers in the Premier League who've been doing it season in, season out. And I think that extra bit of quality in the final third just really told and they kind of bullied Saints' defence at times. But as Dean mentioned, Saints are in it. You know, some of those Ward-Prowse uh, set pieces that were causing a lot of problems to the Everton defence. Saints could have easily been 2-1 up heading into that last 15 minutes, but it just went Everton's way. And then their extra quality, once the gap started to appear and Saints pushed on a little bit more in search of an equaliser, um, it kind of was always going to happen. So, yeah, a bit harsh on Southampton, but I think the main thing for Ralph Hasenhut, he said it all pre-season long, he wanted to cut out silly mistakes for conceding goals. And unfortunately, that's not the case today. So that's still um, a lot of room for improvement this season. And that's going to be a big, big topic, I'm sure, this week uh, and for many weeks to come. 
Well, let's take a look at what's being said by you lot watching along at home. Um, Craig has said first half was looking so positive. Um, we've also got another comment here saying Southampton were great first half. Yeah, it was a disappointing second half, wasn't it? Um, Peter's left us this comment. He says Tino and Adam Armstrong look really useful. He says we do definitely need a centre-back though. And Ryan has said on the positive side, it looks like we've got a goodbye in Adam Armstrong. Yeah, he certainly is looking sharp isn't he um let's talk about uh the two other debutants then uh dean how did livramento and Perro do for you in a defensive sense but also in an attacking sense as well i thought livramento was fantastic i think he really was for, for his debut for the football club at such a young age at 18 um i thought he was superb especially in the, in the first half uh Richardson rarely got a touch um, he really nullified him. And then going forward, he looked very, very confident, composed on the ball, um, looked like he'd been playing in the Premier League for a, for a couple of seasons. Um, very, very quick, um, looked like defensively he understood his position. Um, and I think he had a really, really good debut and that's something to build on him. So, so I, th I think that's a, a really good positive from today. Um, Pero, I think, did OK. You know, looked solid defensively. Um, I mentioned before the show, he's an athlete. Uh, I think he grew into the game. I think there was periods in the second half where him and Gineppo were combining very, very well. There was an understanding between them. There was some inter interlinking play, some one-twos where Gineppo was getting into the byline, like Joe mentioned. So from, from then too, as a debut, I think they performed well and probably you know, did themselves credit today. So I think they'll be quietly happy. Obviously, you can't be too happy with a disappointing result. Um, but I think, they did, I think they did very well today. Joe, Ralph went for Theo Walcott and Musa Gineppo out wide against Everton. How do you think those two did? Did okay. I think Theo was may maybe picked just to give a bit more experience and a bit of shield to, to Tino there on his Premier League uh, debut as a, a, a young teenager. So maybe that was part of the thinking there. Um, and Gineppo was, was, he was everywhere in and around the box, causing problems, but... Again, just a bit frustrated with the end product, I think, when he's just waiting that extra second for the perfect time to play a pass or have a shot um, and his teammates couldn't quite get in the right positions for him. So I think it was frustrating for those two. Um, they had to do a lot of defensive work, which they, they dug in and they did very well. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Stuart Armstrong and Nathan Teller um, or Nathan Redmond come in uh, for the next game. As we mentioned before, there's a lot of options for Ralph Hasenhutl and it seems like maybe he's still trying to figure out his best front four. Um, I think you know, Shea Adams and Adam Armstrong have got those two spots up top, but the two spots underneath them seem up for grabs. And uh, yeah, I, I think that Walcott in particular will be disappointed he didn't get forward uh, as much as he'd like to in this game. But uh, Gineppo was tricky, no end product really. And I think that kind of summed up Saints' afternoon, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a tricky afternoon for them, wasn't it? Uh, now, Dean, you know, we've not skirted around the fact that it was a disappointing result. What would Ralph and the coaching staff have learned from today's encounter with Everton? Well, I think they'll be very happy with the, uh, the new signings, the deputants. I think they all did very, very well today, uh, which we've touched on. I think the first half was a, a very, very good performance. What he'd probably been looking for. 1-0 uh, in the lead. Um, Everton had not had a lot of um, chances or create a lot of chances. I really like the way that the team pressed uh, in the first half. I think that's something he's mentioned they've worked on in pre-season, a little bit of a deeper press. So, and going as a team, not going as individuals. I think that worked very, very well um, first half. 
And I think it's just a small detail. You know, if, if Southampton could have started the second half a little bit brighter, a little bit quicker, um, then Everton wouldn't have got that goal and it could have been a different game. So it's just those small details. I think, again, like Ralph, he really likes to be on the front foot. He likes to attack teams. So a few more chances, a few more opportunities, second half. But overall, I don't think a 3-1 is a true reflection of the game. I think I agree with Joe. Everton probably deserved and probably just sneaked it because they had more opportunities. Um, but there was a lot of positive from Southampton today, especially in that first half. And there's new players coming into the team. There's other players. It's, it's not a settled team yet. So there's lots to work on, but there is some good from today. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hassenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Quick analyse. First half was really good from us and uh, we couldn't hold the level for in the second half because uh, the opponent uh, yeah, was uh, very strong in the second half, made an easy first, first goal and that pushed them definitely and we had no, not really the, the strength to push back and uh, yeah, this was the reason why we lost. Was that the most frustrating thing, how kind of simple and straightforward that equalising goal was for them? Yeah, it's not a good moment, it's never a good moment, but after half time it's, it's tough. In terms of the first half, the stuff that you've been working on this summer, how pleased were you with what you saw and, and any of those parts of the game that you could really see the guys executing on the pitch? Yes, I think um, we, we knew what it's about uh, to play against this team, we tried to keep them away from our box, scored a goal, was okay. Well, Southampton return to St Mary's next weekend for the first home match of the season against Manchester United, who did win the early game today, 5-1 against Leeds. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts ahead of that one next week? Nice, easy home game to start with, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously Manchester United are an attacking juggernaut. They've you know, got Jaden Sancho coming off the bench. Rashford's not even available right now. So they have so many options. Um, my thoughts are that I wanted to see... A 90-minute display from Southampton. We we said it there for 45 minutes to you know maybe 60 minutes over the entire game with that 15-minute block in the middle of the second half. They played well at Everton, but you you need to play well for a whole 90 minutes or as close to that as you can in the Premier League to get wins and get points. So um, it's going to be a tall order, but Southampton, you know, I think have it in them if they score early, have something to defend against, then uh, they can sit back a bit deeper. And Manchester United won't get the space on the counter that they did against Leeds United and, and made them pay. So um, I would hope that Saints can start well again and then build on it and grow in confidence. And the debutants who did really, really well in this game can grow in confidence. And uh, I'm sure they'll enjoy playing in front of a full house at St Mary's. And, and Dean, what about yourself? Obviously, it's going to be great to be back in front of a, a packed crowd here at St Mary's. And does the result that Manchester United got against Leeds earlier take a bit of the pressure off or, or add more, would you say? Great question, Steve. I think it'd just be great for the, the players to be playing in front of a full house at St Mary's again. I think the players will be really excited. I think the fans will be excited. It's going to be a tough game. I think whenever you play Manchester United, it's a tough game. They've got some world-class players. But I was talking to Joe before that I'd rather play Manchester United now. Um, I was suggesting they wouldn't be in their flow yet. I know they won 5-1 today and put an impressive performance in. Um, but Southampton... If they can put a really strong performance in, a complete performance, they've got every chance in a one-off game to, to beat Manchester United. So, look, every game's different. Manchester United are coming away from home. You know you're going to get opportunities against them. They're a brilliant attacking force. You know, they attack with pace. They've got creativity. 
but they will give you opportunities. So Southampton could defend very, very well, like they did in moments today. And when they do get them at, um, opportunities with a player like Adam Armstrong, he's shown that today, then they, they can score goals. So an exciting one. I'm looking forward to it next weekend. It's a brilliant first fixture back at St Mary's with the fans back. Yeah, very exciting. And and Dean, Joe, thank you very much for your contributions today on Saints Live. Well, as the sun beats down on us here at St Mary's, it was a bit of a greyer result up at Everton as Saints lose their opening game of the season 3-1. Next weekend it is Manchester United here at St Mary's on Sunday. It's a 2pm kickoff, so Kenzie and I will be with you from 12.45 for Saints Live. Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you then.